Welcome back to our listeners. You are tuning in to The Boardroom for Women, and I am your host, Lori Carice. Today, I have with us Alana Sage, the ecstatic life mentor, and our topic today is embodied success, be a leader of the future. So welcome, Alara. Hi, Lori. Yeah, thank you so much for having me here today. Thank you so much for being here. I love a life mentor. So mm-hmm. thank you so much for sharing your expertise. So tell us a little bit about you and the topic here, embodied success, be a leader of the future. And I love this topic because I'm actually in media aside from this platform and we're going through a lot of changes. It's always about forecasting the future. What does the audience want? What do your customers want? So this is a really, really important topic. Absolutely. Yes. Thank you for holding this space for me. First and foremost, I feel that leadership is really moving in the way of the feminine. And, you know, the pendulum has been in the masculine for a very long time. And we've been seeing this happen the last couple of decades, right? The rising of of women. And this is really coming through, particularly in leadership. And so my perspective is leadership is really moving forward into women, like really high level leadership will start to become more predominantly women. And this is really important thing for women who see themselves as leaders to really understand. And so how do we become better leaders as women? Right. Because also one of the things that we've done in the past, particularly as women and female leaders, is we have swung really heavily into our own inner masculine energy. So that is our energy of doing. And, you know, our society has been masculine. So we have felt really safe to be in our masculine, to be that masculinized. (laughs) Don't get that word out there Uh, in order to be really seen right, as a leader, to be understood as a leader. But that's really beginning to shift. And so what I mean by that is the the new level of leaders is going to be women who are balanced in both their inner feminine and their inner masculine energy, women who are really embodied. Embodiment means that we are for one, very much connected to the wisdom and the intelligence and the intuition that we hold within our bodies, deeply connected to that and allowing that to guide us, to lead us through our physical reality. It still means very much that we take inspired, aligned action. We're very much action takers. Leaders are natural born action takers, right? So it doesn't mean that we stop taking action. It doesn't mean that we stop our power at all. It's just a deepening into our wisdom, allowing that wisdom to be our guiding force um, through this process of what it means to be a leader. That's interesting. So I consider myself a leader, but I, I don't think I was a born leader. I didn't say, hi, I want to lead. I was just the one speaking up and I had, I did so with conviction. Therefore people would turn to me in that leadership role. And I just always wanted to move ahead and form community. Um, so. And you were actually I, born a leader. Oh, really? A leader is, I was my love. So, <laughs> I was very insecure and shy as a child. I mean, probably mm-hmm. until I was about 13. Yes. Um, I, like my school 
circles were not that comfortable for me, but I started joining outside organizations where I did kind of let myself be a little more free. Isn't that weird? I'm just kind of remembering this. It's like the moment you can allow yourself to really be free is where you can lead and shine. I love that you're bringing this up because the thing about true leaders is most of the time we don't even necessarily recognize ourselves in that way. And we are usually in kind of that lone wolf energy. Like it's not like we necessarily connect, have big groups of friends. I was extremely shy. I've always been a lone wolf because we are natural trailblazers and trailblazing is, is in the energy of aloneness, not loneliness. That's different, but aloneness. And what I mean by that is you are revolutionary, right? If you think about the geniuses of our time, genius energy is naturally comfortable in the energy of aloneness because that is where we connect into our creative genius. That is where we connect into who we truly are. And, and then we bring that forth, as you so beautifully put, into those communities that we connect with. Then we can bring that energy and serve humanity in that space. So yes, natural born leaders are often lone, alone. They're often shy or they don't have necessarily big groups of people or friends. They really enjoy that time by themselves where they deepen, where they connect, where they get those inspirations and those visions. And then they bring that into a network, a community, into a, a source like this radio show. You just described me. I had Yay! no idea. I had no idea. I just really thought that once I got really comfortable with a community or a topic and it, it was just probably a series of events that just gained my confidence. And yeah, in a meeting, I'm usually the first one to raise my hand. I, whether you sit in the front of the room or the back of the room, I don't think really matters. I'm, I, yeah. I'm still very actively involved in, in participation. I don't, I don't shrink. So when you talk about women in <laughs> you're clapping so you're talking about women in leadership roles um i do feel and you know maybe because i have not the most healthy relationships with men um men tend to make me feel like i should shrink sometimes where in women's groups i i never shrink i actually try to bring out the best in everybody else and I really feel like that's where I thrive and so does the community. And I get amazing feedback, including, you know, 360 Talk Radio for Women. I get feedback all the time. What you're doing is wonderful. I listen to all that content. I listen to all these powerful creators, so many different women's voices. And they're not always uplifting topics. They're often about struggles, but it's about having that voice and having that platform and you know, sometimes when you feel like, oh, what am I doing this for? But it's that one piece of feedback that just keeps you chugging. You know, it's like, wow, okay, I'm making an impact. Yeah, what, you know, you just defined there was courage, right? Because always raising the hand, always being willing to show up, always being willing to engage. And again, the leadership is, is it's just like you said, sometimes it's that feeling of like, wow, okay, I'm doing it. I'm still doing it. I'm still showing up. And those moments where people are reflecting, wow, this is really making an impact in my life is what helps us leaders to continue. But in all honesty, we could never actually stop because it's just innate to who we are. 
we see the world differently. We feel the world differently. That's why we enjoy that aloneness. And it's our just our innate creative genius to, as much as we can, birth that new world. We don't have to understand it. We just know, we feel it deep in our soul. And so we keep taking those little tiny action steps. We keep speaking what we feel needs to be spoken. You know, we keep showing up so that that new world can be birthed. Willingness to change. I think that's another female energy. Um, You know, as I look around, let's say a boardroom, I I see the man kind of like, you know, they're firm, they've achieved this, they're there, they've earned their spot. And so have we, but we're also ones looking to reshape ourselves and move forward and see where we can learn. I'm 53 years old. I just signed up because I work for a company that that pays tuition. I just signed up for a media class with NYU and I start in two weeks and I'm kind of thinking, what am I doing to myself? I'm already so busy. But I'm like, you know, I'm, I'm going to learn something from this. I'm going to take advantage of the fact that I have tuition being paid for and that these opportunities are now online where years ago when I was, you know, in the classroom, that wasn't an option. And I'm like, I, I can, it's just kind of like self-improvement. You know, I'm, I'm not seeking a degree at this, at this age. I, I'm seeking knowledge and I can always learn. I can always advance myself. And whether I apply it to work or not, and of course I will, it makes me have better conversations with people. Absolutely. Lifelong leader. You know, that's what I've always called myself. And when I'm helping women, you know, I'm helping them to continue to see themselves, that self-realization, that self-awakening to, you know, it's never ending. We don't, if we stop, it's just quite frankly, it's boring, isn't it? <laughs> I get very bored. Like, I don't want to stop learning. I don't want to stop expanding. I don't want to stop growing as an individual, right? So when I'm working with women, I'm assisting them to do that because there is something so beautiful about the the lotus flower that just continues to open, right? And that's that's like the richness of life right there is to continue to evolve yourself and see now what can I do and now what can I do and now what lights me up and and just allow yourself to unfold within your unique brilliance. I, I just adore all of seeing and assisting women do that. I love how you explained it about the lotus. That's, that's kind of my symbol. Yeah. Actually, I just created... Um, uh, a new marketing piece for I'm forming a travel club also as part of this community where I live locally. I'm in Los Angeles. I'm outside of the Malibu area and we have like a lot of wineries. So I'm starting small with some gatherings because I do everything professionally constantly. And it's very difficult for me to actually have, you know, some hobbies and my friends don't live all that close. They always tell me I live in like la la land way out here. Um, but so I'm trying to form new little communities of new interests and, you know, wine tasting and stuff like that. So I just I just created a new marketing piece and I had a woman with the Lotus opening. So mm. it's interesting that you mentioned that, how it's mm. always change and opening. It's yeah. an open door when you join a new group and make new friends. Yeah. Yeah. And it's all those experiences just open more of you to you, right? That's like truly who we seek is we seek ourselves. 
Like when Wonderful. we talk about coming home, when we talk about, you know, feeling connected, when we talk about this, it's all really about the internal process and all of those external processes just allow that continuous unfolding of ourselves so that we can deepen into who we really innately are. Again, our wisdom, our genius. And one of the things that I really love about you know, women who like I'm, I'm 45 and I'm coming into the, the, the menopause era, right? Like I'm perimenopausal menopause is such a powerful point of our life as a woman, because it's where we gain back that energy and that power that we've been using to move through cycles. And we, you know, this isn't talked about in society, like menopause is such a, you know, difficult time, but it's actually extremely empowering for women. It's a change that really deepens us into our wisdom and into our, you know, when you think of like an elder, that's, that's the, that's the woman, that's the femme power. And so again, to me, all of that too, is just a continuous blossoming of who we are. And it's just like, to me, it's, I just relish in that journey. And I can see that you do too. Like I really see you in that Lori. I really see you in the relishing of the journey of like, like you said, the opening of the doors, right. But it's all the opening of the self. And I have two daughters, you know, I want them to be able to express themselves and, and lead. And one of my daughters is so not like me right now. And my other one is so much like me when I was older. She's like too young <laughs> to, to have these qualities. She's, she's 12 and boy, she just like, yeah, she takes charge when she enters a room, you know it, you know, um, my, my older daughter is a little more quiet and has that little real close group of friends and doesn't really want to try a whole lot of new things, but we'll see. She's, she's only 15. And I just feel like it's my job to keep exposing her. So today we're going ice skating. We haven't done that in years, clearly because of COVID, a lot of stuff just wasn't even available. I kind of forgot about it. She wants to get back into sports. And um, I'm like, good, you know, sports and, you know, getting them off of this as I'm, you know, visually showing you and our audience can't hear. I'm, 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 you know, typing, you know, it's like the kids are always holding some kind of device. It's just that's the other thing these kids today their leaders are on youtube right how do we how do we shift that mindset i mean it, it's up to us as parents to show them true leadership and lead by example so i mean i think that's a whole other conversation leadership and youth i mean yeah they're they're stars and their mentors are youtubers how yeah do you feel I mean about that Absolutely. Leadership is by example, right? Like we lead others by being that version of ourselves, And that's really what embodied success is, is when we are in that embodied state, right? When we are in presence energy or willingness to be fully present with ourself. And that means our wounding, that means our triggers, that means all of us, our failures. When we're willing to really be present with that in ourself, we create the energy of presence, which is felt just like you said about your daughter walking into a room and she's felt like presence is felt presence is subconsciously recognized. And when, when we are in a state of presence, we don't actually need to talk a lot because that in and of itself is very, very 
impactful, even to people who don't understand energy, you can always say, like, just like you said, you can feel, oh my gosh, I felt when that person walked in the room, right? And so that embodied success is that willingness to be fully present with ourselves. And then through that presence, we inspire and activate others. Okay, that, that's funny that you said that too, because um, your presence can be the power and the leadership. Um, yes. I learned that as I grew taller. I'm just over 5'9 as a woman, which is tall for a woman. Do you know that when I go to meetings where, you know, I'm, I'm presenting, I'm in sales, I still wear heels. I, <laughs> it's kind of like I want to dominate. I want my presence known. I want to feel powerful. I'm not shrinking. I still even wear heels. It makes me six foot tall. And the way you carry yourself has yes. a, says a lot about your leadership qualities. It's interesting because I'm short. I'm five foot five. And people always say to me, like people who see me, like know me in the physical, my friends, they're like five, seven. And I'm like, oh, I'm only five foot five. Like, no, you're taller than me. I'm like, no, I'm not, sweetheart. And they're like, yeah, yes, you are. And I'm like, no, I am not. And then we'll like go back to back. And they're like, oh, my gosh, I've always seen you so much bigger. Mm. So you, it's the way you carry yourself. Yes. It, it's your presence. Yes. In the spirit of the boardroom for women, I like to create this kind of audio platform, visualizing, you know, six or eight of us in a boardroom, talking about getting our work week going or stimulating some ideas. Be a leader of the future. What would you say to these women? Mm. I would say absolutely trust the voice that you are. Trust your vision and trust that voice, that expression that you feel desires to come through you. Sometimes it isn't always understood. Sometimes it isn't even heard initially. But as a trailblazer, as a leader, you have to just keep standing behind it trusting in it, keep expressing it. I promise you it plants seeds. I promise you it makes an impact. Beautiful. Thank you so much. I understand you have a podcast. Tell us about that. Yes. It's called the ecstatic woman podcast and it's all about embodiment. It's all about leading our most brilliant, blissful lit lives. All right. So for our podcast listeners, of course, in show notes, I'll be able to include those links as well as your podcast. For our audio-only listeners uh, or radio-only, why don't you tell us the best way to connect with you? Absolutely. AlaraSage.com. I'm AlaraSage on Instagram, AlaraSage on Facebook, and AlaraSage on LinkedIn. Wonderful. Alara, thank you so much for being here today. Thank you so much, Lori, for having me. This was really delightful. And you've been listening to The Boardroom for Women. <laughs>